Welcome to another episode about Anyone Can Publish. Today we're talking about reviewing. Uh, we didn't say hello. I am Hugo. João, say something. Something. And Philippe, hello. Hello. Okay, so reviewing. We've talked a bit about this in the last episode, but we should. I think we should go a bit deeper into this topic. We've talked about this before and after publishing. So what happens when we review before or after publishing? What's the, the difference? Uh, I think that's quite the easy one. If you make a revision, if you review something, you before you publish it, you're able to analyze it, take the content point by point, see what works, what doesn't, and do a revision, and then repeat the process, much like one would do with the peer review uh, format. And then after the content has been analyzed, you can publish it to your heart's content, and ideally the content would be of a better quality. If you review it afterwards, the ability to edit is a bit more constricted, so the quality of the content probably won't shift as much, but you're able to, like we said in the previous episode, you have the like and the dislike button for that. So the revision comes from the community. So you're able to see if the, the content is good or not based on that. I think that the ability to change the content, I think, depends on the medium a lot. Yeah. So in actuality, a post-publication review could result in the f same final product, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. No, no edit. At the very least, you could have a re-upload no, or something. If, if, you, if you keep editing, you know, you publish something and you edit with each constructive with each revision. Yeah, but the people would have already viewed the, the, the media by that point. That's the, the danger, especially if you're talking about information yeah. and, you're, and you're sharing something that might not be true or that has flaws in it. The original content with flaws has already been seen by a lot of people. How many people return to an article the day after to see if there's a revision? Or if there's a... I'm talking like a news article or... A, yeah, yeah. How many times do you return to it in the next day seeing if the journal has... Because sometimes newspapers do this where they'll publish a retraction or a, a correction. Yeah, like the pigs from the previous episode. Yeah. So how many times do you... I believe people don't usually go in for that, right? People just, if anything, they detect that something's wrong. If they have the, the patience for it, they'll probably send a notification of some sort. And I think that's that. And if for some reason or another, they actually find that that piece of information was redacted, edited, whatever, they'll just feel a little bit of validation and continue with their day. But otherwise, I don't really think people go and check for that. Exactly. So if you if you were one of the people that believed what was there, you didn't find a mistake, you're going on believing that the yeah. original uh, article with the mistake was the correct one. So I believe that's the one of the dangers of a post-publication review. And thus the fake news continues. Yeah, that's the danger. The fake news is already there. So now is yeah it shares it's itself. Al it's already spreading. You have, yeah. You've already planted the seed. The damage is done, in a way. Yeah, I agree. But we've also discussed this before. Don't you think that pre-reviewing before publishing will sometimes be too cumbersome to to handle? So in uh, YouTube, for example, or any social media, imagine that to make a social media post, you had to go through a, a revision process. Would you feel? Don't you feel like that would subtract from your experience using the social media? I mean, yeah. the I I guess it would depend. Right. 
from a creative standpoint, if a YouTuber had to create their video, edit it, curate it, and then send it to the, their own peers, so they could decide if the content was good enough for the platform, and only uh, then. I'm sorry, it's not not necessarily peer reviewed. Right, so right, right. I'm not, I'm just... I didn't state which kind of review. It could, it could be the institution. Yeah, it could be institution. Just, yeah, a, yeah. just an example. It, 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 in either way, in either case, if there is a system for revisions for content, that is only going to slow down the creation process, right? So there's there's a problem of revenue when it comes to YouTube, for example. So uh, the creator probably won't see the money as soon as they normally do. But there's also the idea of making the quality as as best as it can be for whatever standards the, the system is praising it. However, I think when it comes to platforms such as YouTube and other things as such, it comes to the point of what, what about the creative integrity and identity of the creator? right? They have the right to say, you know, this is good enough. This is exactly how I want it to be. And who are you, are these people analyzing my content to say that it isn't, right? So I guess that's where the community review uh, reviewing process comes in, right? It's about, it's in the hands of the community to decide if the content is good or not. But what is good content? Because is it spreading misinformation? And what if the, the news, like the, the commonly accepted thing is the misinformation? Can a democratic process be truly a good process for reviewing? First and foremost, we I don't think we have ever had, or Reddit is the only place where you can kind of a quasi-democratic system of yeah. uh, selection of posts or what it's good. And, and even so. And even so. So because, like we saw on our Instagram, uh, the way... Huh. Oh. I, I, need, I'll, I need to tell that story, but go on. Uh, how big companies you know uh, decide if something is true or false is by what other big companies have said or other other institutions they believe have a, a claim on truth or a bigger or have a bigger validity on what they say just because of the institution so i'm uh, i'm just searching for it for the thread we posted on Twitter, which you should definitely follow. Yeah, but I, I do think we have already talked about this, but let's do it again. Yeah, we, we do, we do. But I want to refresh our memory because this is great. So <laughs> we um, we published this quote, uh, which is wrongly attributed to Einstein, which is "Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid." This is a quote, mind you, mind you, it is often. Uh, wrongly attributed to Einstein. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't attribute it to Einstein, we attributed it to Matthew Kelly. But the Instagram machine review agency USA Today reviewed the, the quote as false because, fact check, and I, I'm quoting, no, Albert Einstein did not say famous quote about fish climbing trees. This is literally their review. So, <laughs> um, And the words Albert Einstein were not in the post at all. Yeah, they're not on the original post. So can we trust these people to review our... Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's not a democratic process at all. That was the... The big machine. The machine. The machine. It was... the And most likely it was the machine. It was an algorithm. Yeah, Making the decision. We fact check our quotes through QI. Quote investigator, so give him a look. He's an, he has very good content. So, what a shout out. Yeah. What I was saying is that a democratic process in the, at the end of the day uh, of choosing content might 
I don't know if it's the best to reach the truth. I genuinely don't. But because at the end of the day, in democracy, the majority wins. That's the idea of democracy. The majority wins. Right. So if the right if the majority wins, the ability to convince the majority gives you the victory, basically. Yeah. Right. But the point is, when it comes to a specific type of content on the internet, it's not about an absolute truth. It's about a collective truth for a particular a particular group, right? So if a particular content is appealing to you and isn't isn't appealing to me, it doesn't mean it's bad content. It's just good content yeah, that's, that's, that's not for that's me. That's more what I meant. Imagine that... So let's apply this to politics, for example. Imagine that I'm a left-wing and I'm reviewing um, right-wing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm instantly gonna tag it as bad content. Yeah, I understand. But but I was talking about facts as well. Like, for example, how America and the West said there were weapons of mass destruction on Iraq and there weren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the Western media said they were because I'm talking about actual facts and how we can lie. Or there were, or that uh, Assad was using chemical weapons on Syria. He wasn't. Right. But the Western media said it. But then, so these are facts. Yeah, yeah, these no, are no, not... I, I know what I mean. What do you mean? But the, the point here is we need to define what good content means, right? If we're talking yeah, about yeah, entertainment, yeah. good content is subjective. If we're yeah, talking about uh, if we're talking about facts, we're talking about how well those facts are explored and divulged, right? And how well do they represent reality? Yeah. I think that's the, because the main... in that case that you've given, that's that was a complete and utter lie. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. I believe that in the end, content that, that's for entertainment or opinion, you know, I, I think it goes through the machine normally, in a sense. Uh, it doesn't because uh, big companies have opinions, so if you're against them, they don't like it. But if it go- went through a democratic process, what would happen is I don't like it, I say it's bad, but I don't watch it again. Yeah, at the very least, you can recognize, yeah, you know, it's it's good. I just don't believe in it. I don't like it. And you just move on, right? You just yeah. agree that it's not for you, at the very yeah. least. Most people don't have the patience to watch something they don't like just so, or just to go and... You say that. Some people do. You say that. Some people there is do. such a thing as eight watching. Which hunt. Yeah, I know, but it's not the majority. Yeah, but everybody knows about the Paul brothers, right? And after the Japan fiasco, there were a lot of people that were just watching them just because they hated their guts. And obviously, that only helped the Paul brothers get more notoriety, which is, people need to be a bit more aware of this. There's a difference between watching the... And they're wasting their time. What are you doing watching something you don't like? Stop. No, there's a difference between being aware of what's (laughs) happening, right? If if we're talking about politics, right? It's, I think, healthy yeah. to be aware of what your quote-unquote other side is saying, but you don't need to be constantly consuming their content just because I hate them so much, I must, I must watch it. No, no, no. It's witch hunt. They're witch hunting. They're, the bloody witch They don't have anything else to do with their lives. Like, yeah, but, but yeah, what I was trying to say, I don't believe that's the majority of people. I, I would so, like to think so. I don't think so, man. Most people don't have the... I think most people don't want to come out of an hour of watching something feeling worse than when they started. Yeah. Uh, we are we are animals at the end of the day. We like to feel good. Let's go into critics. So movie critics, art critics, and such. It's kind of a review, right? It's not a review in the sense that 
it will be banned from a platform or something. Right. But it's a review in the sense that you'll probably watch or not a, some content based on a critic's review, for example. Here's the thing. So I love television. I love books. I love cinema, right? I love all these things. It's storytelling. It's my wheelhouse. The thing is, I have, for the past six years, just ig- absolutely ignored critics because there are a lot of pro- uh, I say products, IPs, stories that I really, really enjoy that the majority of the critics do not reflect the type of content that I enjoy, right? Critics are able to look at a movie that I really enjoy and say, this is absolute trash, I don't know why you like this. And I'm like, this is great, this is, this is great. Because nowadays, and I think it's important for us to understand that there's a difference between the general public and the critics, right? And sometimes, and that's why Rotten Tomatoes is interesting, right? Because you have the meta... I, I, I often confuse the two, but you have two metrics, right? One for yeah, the audience, the and critic, one for the critics. Yeah, the meta score and the, the critic and you, score. Yeah. The, the user for example, score, yeah. if, you, if you look at the MCU, right, which is a powerhouse, even as now it's as from the time of the, of this recording, it's, you know, the, the story is slowly shifting into some, something new, but there's a lot of fans and the fans will watch something that they enjoy because they know the formula, they're going to enjoy it. But every now and again, there's a movie that actually succeeds well, but the critics say it's not good. So where's yeah. where's the line? If it's succeeding, doesn't that mean it's good in a way? The Rotten Tomatoes is also very specific in the sense if you only look at the stars, I don't know if that's... I think that's a straight average. Yeah, it often is. So if it's a, just an average of all critics, you only need one or two to give it a one, and the average comes tumbling down. So w- what I'm saying is that just looking at those numbers might not truly reflect what they're saying. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, and I don't understand anything about cinema or TV, like what you could analyze objectively in them. I look at them completely subjectively. I never studied it, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you look at it as an audience member, not as a storyteller, which I understand. Yeah. And I am an amateur storyteller, so I every now and again I look at these properties with the different lens. But I often do both, if if that makes sense. I try to see it from a storyteller's standpoint and an audience member's standpoint. And even so, even uh, unless a movie or a TV show is disastrously bad, I don't usually agree with critics. But that's my opinion. That's my my perspective on things. You shouldn't take my word for it. This is something that I um, that I've only learned about music after. Uh... How many years have I been studying music now? I would say like about five, six, right? Uh, I th- since I high think school it's now. Six, yeah. Since I think it's six years. Yeah, that tracks. No man, I'm old. So <laughs> no, you're not. Um, <laughs> We're the same age, mother. I'm very old. So this is something that I've only learned uh, recently. I had a very weird internal conflict within me about music that I enjoyed but that I knew wasn't good. So there is this... So I can judge a music uh, in theory and in... Uh, Personal taste, I don't know. right? There's... Yeah, yeah. I can judge it almost in an external sense and see, oh, this is... Theoretically, this is very interesting. They used something that is not very common and etc. And then the music is trash. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't enjoy this at all. And then there's the reverse. So there is music. Oh, this is very simple. They used... Everything that I know and is and that is used in every f- single music that I've heard until now, and yet here I am here listening to it on repeat. So this was kind of a struggle because as you learn music, 
something happens which is now some music is not very interesting at all. Now I'm listening to this and this is trash. It used to be fun, but now it's trash because I've listened to this pattern over and over and over again. So now this is just trash. This is just, I've analyzed music so much that I need something new. This won't do anymore. Yeah, when it comes to writing, I felt that as well. It's, it's, it's quite painful. Yeah, but then there are those authors that for some reason still, I don't know, they, they still got you. Even though you analyze it and you think, oh, this is the same as all the other ones. This is melodic trash. You still enjoy it for some reason. <laughs> because melodic trash so, is a good that melodic trash. That's that's a good. Sounds sentence. really good, actually. Melodic trash. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> um, but something something just to add on to that. When it comes to the arts, we know a few people who studied art, and there's a bit of from what they tell us. There's a bit of um not there's not a consensus on what art is, but I have a bit of um an opinion on what good art might be, which is. Good art is some is uh good art makes you feel something, right? And well, I mean, theoretically, I, I don't I don't agree with that, but go on. Yeah, no, that's my opinion. You you have you have every right you have every, right to, destroy to, it. Yeah, you have every okay. right to destroy it. So, question: If I stab you, is it art? Uh, yeah, yes. Does it make me feel something? I guess. Yeah, it it will make you. I guarantee you, it will make you feel something. Okay. It's biological, so... <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't even have to stab you. I'm just saying, if I told you... I'm If if I put on a mess or something and I told you, got to you with a knife and say, I'm going to kill you right now, you would feel something. I'm not joking. I'm just no, no, no. being he's, a bit of an devil's advocate. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are some artists who, that would say, you know, if that's performance art, that's art. That's a thing. And that's why there's no consensus. But that's another topic for another time. But my point is, before you uh, very accurately <laughs> destroyed my argument, um, is that um, it doesn't matter the theory behind it, as far as I see it. If the person knows what they're doing and they have their personality put into it, it, it could, like, like you said, a song could be incredibly simplistic when it comes to theory, but everybody has um, a character to it, right? And the way two people playing the, the exact same simple song could create two different pieces of art, right? So the way you feel towards one versus towards another, I guess there's there's a difference there, and pr probably that's where the the personal taste comes from, right? I yeah. wanna, uh, I'm, we need to. I mean, we're gonna finish here now. Uh, please go on your final thoughts. No, I was just gonna say what I wanted to say with that. Uh, I look at art completely subjective, meaning I don't understand. And when I said like film and cinema, I meant like technical stuff, not only storytelling, like. How they shot it, yeah, how yeah. they, you know, stuff that to me has no meaning. I and I understand zero of yeah, it. Yeah, you just say, "Ooh, that's or, pretty," or sound edit. Yeah. How all that is done, I, it, I'm completely yeah, oblivious yeah. to it. So I can't. So another thing is a bane. So I can't make any objective criticism to a film or a, or cinema or even music. I can't because I have no specific knowledge to it. So my analysis is always subjective. I will. How did I feel? How was my experiencing? How did I experience it? So at the end of the day, if you find I have a, a, some critics or a critic that I like, I like their opinions in the sense they usually fit with mine. So what they yeah. say, I, I usually go to the movie and come out thinking similarly to my experience. So if you can find that, then a critic is amazing because you don't need to watch all the movies, just the ones he recommends.
So I think it's reviewing is a subjective experience as is experiencing the content itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you find someone that thinks like you, then their reviews will make sense. If you don't, then it's gibberish and they are all stupid and you are a genius. Wise words to live by. Wise <laughs> words, yes. Wise words to end this episode. Thank you, Philippe. I don't know how to feel about that. Did you have anything to add? No, no, I, I'm speechless. The the, the 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 wise nature of these words, I, I can't process them. <laughs> yeah, you are all stupid and I'm a genius. Oh, so okay. Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> wow. uh, so, I think this is a good place to end this episode with that amazing final note. I'm going yeah. to recover from this whiplash. You know you can follow and subscribe and everything it's all in the description please do and we'll see you in the next one bye 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 bye